Hi, I'm Bill. And I'm Anastas. And we are the Uncommonwealth Podcast. Today we're going to do a fantastically uh, uh, important episode to Bill's life. Fuck yeah. But also, another part of Bill's life that's very important is here with us today. Bill, you want to introduce your lovely, important person in your life? I've got a piece of shit right here to my left. I'm talking about good old Tom Peterson. This fucking kid is on the pod. I'm Tom Peterson, and this is Real Crime State College. Yep, yep, yep. Just change the name of the podcast. It's, it's, that's, it's, this that's is the new mission. Sorry, sorry, if my neighbors stuff. are listening, please stop screaming in the middle of the night. <laughs> uh, this this kind of morphed into a, a a whole different podcast on on the mysteries of, of yep. Tom's experience. We're true crime now, baby. Watch At, out, murder she wrote. Is there any update on on that? Did did you did you besides just having the experience happen and then not you know there's no exactly what happened no recent yellings in the middle of the night that's good if there have been i've slept through them oh <laughs> it's an ongoing investigation part of that ongoing investigation anastas did you have premarital sex uh <laughs> we have to know for the investigation uh um uh, I uh, I plead the fifth. You're a sinner. I'm I'm a you sinner. You lived in sin. I'm a sinner. Oh God. Quakers would kill you. Uh, Quakers would kill killed a lot of people. Yeah, They've yeah. done a lot of bad. They've done a lot of bad, as we know. But today we're we're uh, we're gonna go into the life. Well, the first. There's gonna life be two parts. Life Santa Claus. The, no, the love that movie. The life and experience of Joseph Priestley. Uh, yes. Part one. This is going to be a two-parter, and unlike our Ben Franklin episode, which we're going to split into multiple parts, uh, this will only be a two-parter, and we'll do it sequentially. So you will know yeah. what next week's episode is. So, so uh, those of you who like surprises, you're not, yeah, you're, you don't have a surprise. I have a surprise here. Your surprise is Thomas. I'm a surprise. Just ask my parents. Maybe. Actually, yeah, I was the <laughs> yeah. one. He was planned. I was not. I went to, How does uh, that make you feel? I went to New Hampshire, and Dad came home, and Mom. <laughs> oh man, I uh, I wonder I wonder how like did they just tell you or did you ask? Oh yeah, you asked right? Yeah, they okay. told me I ruined their lives. They, they were they weren't just like you know driving down after after going to the no, grocery store with you. They, they like, on, hey, like, hey, we remember playing Thomas, and I was like, just Thomas, and they were like, ah uh, yeah. Oh, uh, we love you. <laughs> uh, so speaking of going back to happiest little accident accident of. Point Township. Yeah, that's you. Ha! Uh, <laughs> Help um, me. Yeah, I don't know how you. I like so their family dynamic is hilarious. Like we we've just been recording for the last couple minutes, but before the recording, we're getting everything you know level and, and make sure everything sounds okay, yeah. and they just start punching me. <laughs> or by they, I mean Bill. Bill just yeah. starts punching me, and then Bill starts punching Tom, and and then it's just. It's just, they just, that's what they do. It's weird. <laughs> start wailing on each other's legs. I mean, I have Everybody a, always thinks I'm joking when I say I want to beat their legs. It's not a joke. No, it's not. My thighs are just like thigh meat that's hurt. <laughs> that's why I became such a good runner. <laughs> beat his legs into shape. Uh, one, one time during wrestling, we beat the weight out of Jake Teicher. Yeah, I... Not uh, Tom. That was me and Blake Shoemaker. Did, did you make him throw up blood? You probably should have. We had a good 50 pounds on him. Oh, God. It's a lot of wrestling. Um, so I, 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 have a, I had a sister. A up. I, have a, I don't have any brothers, so just having a sister, this is just, just different for me. Uh, this is weird. We're Vikings. I like it, though. I like it. Just too much testosterone. Just, ugh, my nipples are so hard. Yeah, I'm feeling frothy. Right. Yeah. A little saucy. Yeah. Do you say frothy or frothy? Yeah, I feel frothy. Oh, I, I like that. Oh, that had bad mouth feel. 
That's bad a good, ear feel. That's a good word, huh? Yeah. Oof. Uh, um, but yeah, so... Speaking of froth. Yes. Carbonated water. <laughs> yep. What's up with that? Yeah, what's up with carbonation, bruh? Also, I really should have, should have saved the, the Schweppes. I don't have yeah, any more Schweppes left because I enjoy them. And I, and I, and I ran <laughs> through them this week. I enjoy them. I yeah. finished them. Should have gotten some Lacroix. Yeah. Well, Lacroix. That was giving people cancer. Did you hear about that? Our episode or the... Or, <laughs> well, or, I do or, have a tumor in my ear. Or uh, the uh, the actual... Really? I yeah. drink that shit. That's not good. I yeah, used to there was a recall. Shit. Wow. Total recall, even. <laughs> I learned about it while I was working at Staples. I, uh, I heard it. Some woman had a tumor so big it was looked like three boobs. Oh, God. I'll kill you! <laughs> Tom hit me in the face, for those of you who it, it, it. it was a light slap, and then, and then, and then Bill just went with rage. Uh, so Joseph Priestley, uh, I love carbonation. I love oxygen. These I love things. I love good old erasers and whatnot. He had a hand in all, in all those yeah. little little bits. Obviously, he didn't invent oxygen, but he discovered no, dude, it. Right? Nobody breathed before that. We all walked around with water tanks, and we were breathing through water. I'm just imagining uh, uh, Mad Max. Gills the... Still breathe oxygen, Bill? No, they don't. Shut he up. filters it through. He's right. Is, that the, is it true? Yes. Mm. Marine biology. Never took it. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fuck. My joke is dead. Oh, shit. Everyone knows all jokes are based in historical or scientific fact. Uh, well, there's obviously a lot behind your interest in Joseph Priestley, and uh, it, it comes from the area you come from, right? Yeah. He spent the last 10 years of his life in Northumberland. Um, Which we'll discuss in Yeah, we'll discuss in detail. Two. But we both went to history camp at the Priestley House and then were volunteers for various events and were camp counselors. Um, I'm going to post a picture of me and uh, Emily Diedrich from history. Like, when we were uh, counselors, she couldn't find any of you. I'm going to see if mom has any. Damn. <clears throat> I got Are you sure? Were you even there? Did you hide? Did you hide Am I even in? real, Anastas? Is this <laughs> really to, happening right now? According to the, the, the head touch you gave me earlier today, yes. Yeah. Not just sexual. a figment of our... Oh, oh. this is all in Give you a little mushroom head touch. <laughs> hey! Callbacks. Yeah. I love it. I love the callbacks. Callback. There's like, something called a callback, Tom. We like do it a lot. Audition? Oh, um, um, no. A reference to a previous... Uh, that actually brings oh, me to something I want to talk about. You um, didn't get... The job, you're off the pod. All right, bring the next guest. Oh, he's, <laughs> he's oh, he almost did, he did a staple, away. a staple we of our podcast. We haven't had a walk away in no, a while. I haven't been mad enough to do so. Yeah, I can make that happen today. Yeah, I'll uh, trip you. So, I'll kill you. so Tom, I, I, I think it's appropriate since since you're since you're on the pod. Uh, would you like to start us off with yeah. some information? I on will do my best. Joseph Priestley's life. Duty. I'm going to call him JP because that's what's in the notes. <laughs> and I really that's like it. I, I, I was like, shorthand, I was like, oh fuck, I kind of like JP. Yeah. What, are, what are other famous JPs? JP Morgan. Um, uh, uh, yes. No, but I mean, it doesn't have to be JP. It doesn't have to be their first name. It could be Akron for anything. Um, Joseph Priestley's obviously one. Joe uh, Sulk. Jason Peters. From the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, John Pilgrim. John Proctor. Oh, fuck. That's actually... All right. All right. Okay. Let's let's get on with it, guys. Let's do it. Let's do it. And here we go. That's the way it goes. <laughs> you fool. Joseph Priestley 
also known as JP by his friends. That's not true. That is not true, no, guys. It's canon. Okay, it's all right. We, we said it, it's real, but it's not. If you heard it on the internet, it's true. Yep. Yeah, if you heard it in our, in our notes via our Google Docs, it's just it's the real thing. It's true. Ben Franklin used to address his letters to Joseph Priestley as JP. I've seen them. Yeah, mm-hmm. usually it's an AOJP. Yeah, pri- primary sources, guys. Primary you sources. Got, you got those Johns I sent you? <laughs> oh, so God. Say some wow, wow. So he- <laughs> I know you only got sheets up there. Thought you were a real ogie. God, no. Oh, melting. This is so not real. You want a uh, steak with whiz? (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, That escalated quickly. Yes, it did. That's how things go on the Uncommonwealth, buddy. Oh. I, I have know. A, I'm I have not a, a listener. Right. So I have a... <laughs> <laughs> That's not true and you know it. <laughs> um, what a fiction to maintain. That would be hilarious. So, what a good through line that would be. Okay. I've never listened. Can, can I throw something really... Before we... All right. I'm I'm usually the one that tries to keep us on track, but I'm going to throw us up for a loop here. And I'm going to budget... Playing the sandbox with gonna, us today. I'm going to budget five minutes of this max. We're not going to go any more than five minutes. If we do go more than five minutes, I'm going to be really bad. Um... <laughs> All right, I'm going to say a statement. You guys say your thoughts on it, and if you agree with me or not, Philadelphia is the capital of New Jersey. Go. Oh, dude. Um, I don't think I want that honor. <laughs> I'm just saying. Dubious honor? <laughs> I have no opinion on this. What about Newark? Newark is bullshit. What about New York? Sorry. New York is, is, is just... So you fully have to divide it into South and North Jersey. Yeah, but I guess so. Yeah. But if, all right, but if South you take... Jersey represent... Hey-oh! Wow! Just that it's okay. Be- it wasn't that. It wasn't like it was loud, but I'm gonna keep it in there. Um, <laughs> you, sh- you should not. What I, what I was gonna say is, New York is too the world's too capital? New Yorkish. Like, you, you can't bother New York. But New York, New York has more with New Jersey than it does even with the rest of New York. Hey, hey, I'm walking here. <laughs> Excuse me. Wait. Did is you get it- Al Pacino for the pod? Yeah, I. Uh, he just walked in and just, just gave his wow. classic line. Where the hell did Tom go? Shut up! Where the hell did Tom go? <laughs> it was not. It's, it wasn't scripted. It's, it's De Niro, isn't it? No, it's the same. They're the same person. They're not. Old white Italian men. He almost actually have, got hit by a car. Yeah, have, <laughs> it was have, totally unscripted. He almost got hit. Have you seen uh, Taxi Godfather? Queen Latifah? Because they're the same person. Duh. Yeah, they're all Marlon Brando. All right, I'm just going to say that, though. Like, we're Philadelphia, and then we'll move on. I view Philadelphia as the capital of New Jersey because New Boy, Jersey man, has no statement. no cultural importance outside of New York or Philadelphia. Bruce Springsteen is what about Taylor Ham? It. Taylor Ham is Port a Philly thing. Danny I know. DeVito Day. Danny DeVito Day. Yeah, Danny DeVito's from there, but he might as well be from Philly. Yeah. Got my Patty shirt on. <laughs> <laughs> We're I all thought... three of us are wearing Philadelphia <laughs> yeah. clothing right yeah, now. Yeah, we are. I, I thought for a second there that Tom was about to take take because he has, he's he has take a hoodie. shirt off. He has, you want to fight about? No, it? he has a, he has a hoodie on. I actually thought that he has a hoodie on, and he he's wearing like, like the South Philly uniform right he's now. He's taking off his hoodie, and I was like, "Is he gonna fight me?" <laughs> <laughs> very um, very <laughs> strong. I wasn't that worried, but I was a little worried. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's a fucking soldier. I'm a pacifist. <laughs> <laughs> He actually, um, when they, when they he loads his gun for the army, he puts uh, daisies in them. Yep, he just shoots daisies at at the commies. Yep, that's it. We don't we're fight fighting the commies. Anymore. Now we fight brown people. Oh, <laughs> that's what the U.S. has always done. Almost uh, like this country is built on racism. 
Almost like it, right? Almost. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> all right, all right. So I'm taking off. Right. Yeah. So that was my that was my derailing so of the, we'll of derail the episode. We'll derail things further. That's what yeah. we do. Yep. It's yep. like twin train wrecks. I'm a train. And I'm a wreck. You're Thomas. I get it. And we are the Train Wreck Podcast. You can't the see me. about Amy Schumer, like Schumer movies. Oh god. We, we, that's what we are. We're an Amy Schumer podcast. Absolutely. That's well, what we do. I'm done. Yep. <laughs> All right, Thomas. Let's hit it. Let's let's hit it with the, yeah. the knowledge. So so yes, Joseph Priestley was born a baby a in 1970, 1733. <laughs> All right. To an established dissenting family in Bristol, England. Uh, Dissenting dissenting families. <laughs> it's okay. Keep going, man. I'm not taking this shit out. It's gold. <laughs> They were Protestant Christians who uh, separated from the Church of England, the Anglican Church, during right. the 16th century, 17th, and 18th century. Right. They didn't like them. They said, fuck it. You take your watered-down Catholicism and go home. Henry was like, I already tried to go home, but y'all got to go home with me. <laughs> yeah. You know, they say you can't go home. Olive I don't Gar- remember the rest of the lyrics of that Olive, song. Olive Garden is my home. Oh, yeah, it's the only time you felt like family. Yep. Well, we go every day, every Saturday after we record the pod. We get never any breadsticks. Fun fact: our parents never took us to Olive Garden We've growing never, up. I've never, I've been to Olive Garden once. <laughs> they have Blue Moon on draft. Though. <laughs> we gotta go to fucking Olive Garden, guys. I need an orange peel. Oh my god. <laughs> All right, let's let's uh, let's let's hit it. So, how many? Uh, how big was his family? It was uh, important. Right? Well, he had a mother and a father. Yep, and five siblings, of which he was the oldest. Mm. Uh, mother Mary Swift and Jonas Priestley. His name is Jonas. Jonas was a cloth finisher, <laughs> meaning he converted woven, woven or knitted cloth into usable material after it was uh, dyed. Yeah, like, and that profession changed throughout history like yeah it once got machines very came up yeah, yeah. Well, i was i was textile mills i was gonna like. say yeah, yeah it's an absolutely sunbury staple not anymore it used to be yeah hmm. what were you gonna say i uh, know i was so. i was just gonna say that like that's it's the the classic this is one of those really classic professions that are like gone just yeah, totally yeah, gone. yeah it, like it was a an artisan's job at one point and then mm. it became automated and now it's just it's like shoemaker there's the Yes, but I'm just saying, like, like a shoemaker. The peach they cobbler make, was delightful. They make peach cobblers. Or, or you get like, there's like one per, what one actual cobbler currently within like a hundred mile radius. Yeah, but they make know. the best shoes. They do, but it's gone. <laughs> Starring Adam Sandler, available on Netflix. The cobbler. Uh, I didn't know he made a movie about pies. I liked it. I heard it was actually pretty good. Continue. At the age of one, Joseph was sent to live with his grandfather to ease his mother's burdens, but returned home after five years later after his mother died. That sucks. His mother's yeah. burdens, but he was the first of six. So yeah, right. Strange, I think she right? had health issues. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, yeah she I wonder died if, I wonder if there are more years. than I wonder if there are more than just uh, just him that was sent away. Because it, it, it is right. Because it's like, oh, I can do five, but I can't do six. Fuck it. Yeah. Well, so his father remarried. That's where the other siblings come from. In 1741. I see. see. Gotcha. He remarried in 1741. (laughs) Tom's getting very close to my face. Uh, You want to continue? I can try. (laughs) And at that point, he went to live with his wealthy and childless aunt and uncle, Sarah and John Cayley? I think it's Cayley. Cayley? Cayley? Kind of like an Irish name. Yeah, Or Scottish. In Fieldhead. 
which is only three miles away. So he's kind of like John Lennon. Yeah, a little bit. Cool. Yeah. Uh, and Sarah sought out the highest education for for uh, Joseph uh, to put him in the ministry. Yeah, she never bought him a Technicolor Dreamcoat though. <laughs> so, I, guess I enjoy that reference. That was a good. real stick in the mud. If you get what I'm saying. All work and no play makes Joe a very smart and successful man. All right, let's do this. <laughs> he could flawlessly recite 107 questions and answers of the Westminster Shorter Catechism. Yep. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm not Catholic. By the age of four, he attended local schools to learn Greek, Latin, and Hebrew. Yeah, because she wanted him to be in the ministry. Like she, yeah, she they, her, her goal was to have him in the, in the ministry and, right. and have him lead that kind of life. What also, I love how that like constituted intelligence back then. Just, just being me- able to... Memorizing shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, I like, mean, like... That's all the American education system is. It's all a lie. You're all being fed lies, you sheeple. <laughs> well, it's great, because, like, now we have... Is that Bill or Tom? I don't know. Well, the... <laughs> we both rant. I looked, away, I, look, I looked away. I couldn't figure it out. But it also, like, nowadays, we have smartphones, and it's just totally irrelevant now. Yeah, all, like, memorizing know. shit. I don't even... I don't remember anything anymore. Unless Aliens. you're playing bar trivia, then it's very important. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, that's it. Fucking irrelevant now. $40 at McGillicuddy's. <laughs> you know what that'll get you? 40 fucking dollar high lifes. Ooh. You get champagne, Anastas. Champagne, but of the beer variety. It's the champagne of beer, Anastas. Uh. All right, let's do this. <laughs> Continue. Around 1749, Joseph came down with a serious illness and thought he was going to die. Mm. Bum, bum, bum. Uh... He had been raised a Calvinist and was extremely devout, and he believed a conversion experience was needed for salvation, uh, which is like a come-to-Jesus moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> after being previously non-Christian, yeah, for like... For, for, like, for non-believers. For non-believers. And the sinners of the world. But, world. Right. The sinners, like yeah. Anastas. Yep. But, yeah, fucking premarital sex haver. Yeah. But, yep. I've never even kissed a girl or touched a boob. I'm still waiting for my parents to arrange a marriage for me. <laughs> Too bad our dowries suck. Yeah. We don't have any cows. <laughs> no one will take us without our cows on us. We can't even get the milk. <laughs> what are we going to do if they can't get any fucking milk? Oh, my God. Why Jesus. would they take us? We're going to die like Mary Madsen. It's <laughs> another callback. Oh, good callback. She used a witchcraft. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that famous case everyone knows about. Uh-huh. If you are a friend of the pod. Yes. The friends of the um, Commonwealth on Facebook. It's a cult. Um uh he he didn't believe that he needed one of these uh come to Jesus moments though. Yeah, he t- kind of changed his view on it. Yeah. Uh he became emotionally distressed and it caused him to question his theological upbringing at some point and ended up rejecting election. And it's, election is the belief in predestination, um, manifest destiny. Right, right. But instead of that, uh, yeah, kind instead of. of that, he kind of went the other way with the the whole believing of universal acceptance. Right, which is he believed that due to divine love um, and mercy, all souls will be accepted into heaven. Like all dogs go to heaven. It's true. Wow, I knew you're gonna. I knew. I knew you were gonna go for that. I knew it. Like the minute you started, I was like, he's gonna go make that reference, and he did. Fucking low hanging fruit, and I'll take it every goddamn time. Where you think the easiest apples to pick are, Anastas, from the bottom of the tree? And you're fucking right. I took those apples because I'm like Johnny Appleseed, and I spread the wealth. So I mean, basically, he doesn't believe in hell in this case. Rest in peace, Burt Reynolds. Yeah, kind of. 
R.I.P. in peace. R.I.P. in peace. Pour one out for my homie. That's a waste. You're right. He didn't want me to drink it. <laughs> uh, but this this kind of belief, though, caused some problems for him, right? Yeah. The elders of his church, the independent upper chapel of Heckmanwijk. Heckmanwijk! Thank you. That's uh, how I think you say it. I'm yeah, not English. I have no idea. It looks like looks like a Native American spunk, but this is in England. So it immediately what really I thought. Weird. Yeah. yeah. Um, but they, they refused him full membership of the church. Yeah, they wouldn't let him in. And Heckmanwijk. Hmm. They were standing outside and they were like, Oi, Joseph, you can't come in here. You can't come into Heckmanwijk. <laughs> Everyone in England is a uh, cockney. That's what it's like. They're all, that's what they all sound like. They it's amazing. Like it. It's yeah. like Even the queen. It's, it's, it's amazing. It's pretty nuts. Um, Wait, what was the voice I used for D&D last week? Reginald and Ophelia, they were like, Hello. <laughs> I'm quite up a crust English now. But now I'm down here in the muck and down in Ackerman Wake. I don't hear the difference. <laughs> and there probably isn't one. Is that, I think I'm Italian. Is that, not. is that German? No, probably. Was that a German accent? That was interesting. I don't even fucking know. I'm fucking with you, man. I'm fucking with you. I just say things and I just think people are German. They don't. They hate me. They hate me. Oh my god, I'm a fucking failure. To keep us on, to keep us on track, and also we have, we do have people listening in England, and this is hilarious that we (laughs) we constantly do this, and they (laughs) somehow somehow they somehow they keep listening. I don't understand, but thank you. I mean, as fucking Joseph from the Technicolor Dreamcoat music going through my head now, just so you guys know, it's all you. Joseph, Joseph and Sons. All right, just uh, I I also want to point this out that like he he was obviously a really intelligent man and he did a lot, uh, but he had a stutter, which is like yeah. I don't know, I just wouldn't expect that from from him because he's like, you know, I just wouldn't expect that from him. But what's wrong with the stutter? No, no nothing wrong. With it. I'm just saying, like I just wouldn't, no I didn't problem. expect it. Ain't I, no like, problem, baby. Ain't no problem. <laughs> well, that was that was due to his illness. Apparently, right. Yeah, according to the to the notes. <laughs> <laughs> um, as you said, he was a learned man, and he learned French, Italian, German, Aramaic, and Arabic in preparation for the joining of a relative in Lisbon in a trading Lis- Lisbon. Lisbon, that's what I said. Port- Portugal. Oh, I've never Portugal the man. Uh, Best thing Alaska ever gave us. A trading venture. <laughs> Lisbon in a trading venture. Yeah. Yes. And he was tutored by Reverend George Hagerstone. What a cool name. Mm. Like Hagerstown. Do you think they're related? I bet they fucked. Uh, that's a town. <laughs> you can fuck a town. You can fuck a town. I guess. Have you ever seen a mailbox? Come on, there just has been for it. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> uh, so, Georgie Porgy introduced him to higher mathematics. <laughs> Natural philosophy, which was uh, science at the time. That's yeah. just what they called it. Right. Uh, logic. Because you need to be introduced to logic, apparently. The study of logic is different than what we would consider. Yeah. It's, okay. it's more like philosophical problem solving. solving. Yeah. All right. Uh, metaphysics. By metaphysics, do you think they mean beyond, like, beyond, like metaphysical as in the head or actual metaphysics? I think they just like... Like the, for the time, phys- metaphysics. So, I don't know. Actually. I don't know. Oh, that's, that's a good yeah, question. that's a good question. Uh, yeah. Um, I'll get back. This is what we the answer always was for presentations in college. That's a very interesting question. I'll look into it and get back to you. Uh, they do the same thing in the army. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> why? Um, why do we go into Iraq? Hmm. I'll, go, I'll, get back, I'll get back to you on that one. 
Let me let me ask something Georgie ab- Porgy. Something about <laughs> WMDs. Oh god. Uh, Sorry. <laughs> but yeah, he studied those via the works of Isaac Watts, William Jacobs. Gr- it's, it's William Jacobs. Like it, there's a it's a weird like Dutch uh, it, name. It, yeah, his, his, uh, yeah. I'm not gonna say it. John Locke. We all know Graves, John Locke. His, his last name is Gravesend. Okay. Gravesend, yeah. Or Gra- it, possibly Gravesend. Everyone yeah. loves John Locke. Everyone loves John Locke. Life, People liberty, pursuit it. of happiness. Right. <laughs> That's John Locke. Yep. Life, life, liberty. No, he got it from John Locke. Yeah, he did. No, no, he's. You're fucking kidding me, right? An original author. No, no, don't, no, 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 no. I am a learned man too. This is bullshit. <laughs> This is bullshit. No, you're right. Melissa okay. Browse would be disappointed in you. Do you know how often I... That's, I love wrongfoot in you. Which I, I'm like just that. like... Just, just my penis inverted. I was like, <laughs> oh god, what? Did I get that wrong? Ah, into your intestines. Just went okay, in. I go through that every day. <laughs> god. Yeah, when you got um, Anyway. That's why I like to grab the forklift. Uh, uh, we god. don't have to talk about those times. <laughs> Dark time in the Peterson boys' lives. Um, but he, so we'll he do a surplus episode someday. Sorry. So no, no so, so he he went through he went through this <laughs> no. phase of of you know in the church and then yeah. he had doubts and went into more of the science side of things. Well, but he but but he went. He, it's really complicated because for him it's it's it's, it's one whole. It's all yeah. connected. And this this is a really important time that formation of that thought because he's getting exposed to both sides of things. And then he went back to the church. Um, I think in the fifties, right? Uh, Fifty-two, right? Yeah. He goes back to his theological studies. Um, that's when he entered Daventry Academy, right? And that was also a descending academy, right? Yeah. Hey, look, that was there. Um, <clears throat> he he's considered one of their most famous students. I think actually they're like the most probably. Famous, yeah. Right? I mean, did I say famous? You did. You, you said did. famous. Yeah. Famous Amos. I had some the other day. You motherfucker. You didn't I was bring me any? so happy. I'm so glad mom and dad are bringing cheeses. I'm going to fucking nut all over them so nobody else can eat them. I had these awesome. I'm keeping that in there. The day. I'm not taking that. I'm not deleting that out. I'm staying in. It's a good source of build nuts on Build nuts on his on his uh, Cheez-Its so everyone knows. This so is why dad the... doesn't love you. <laughs> <laughs> no, there are oh, many. Oh, fuck, son. <laughs> I wanted some Cheez-Its. <laughs> son, those are my Cheez-Its. God, God damn dad, it. they're my cheese nuts now. <laughs> So, <laughs> JP was actually allowed to uh, skip his first two years of uh, work there, yeah, uh, coursework, because he's, he's a shit. badass. Yeah, um, <laughs> kicking ass and taking names, you know. He came to learn chemistry about, style. Learn about the he Bible was, with chew bubble gum, and bubble gum hadn't been invented yet. He was actually the uh, the the bully. He was a bully there. You know that? It's like the true. video game. What? Oh. <laughs> I never, we never league. played it. <laughs> the video <laughs> game? <laughs> never mind. They remade it. Yeah, uh, it, was it was a joke, guys. We don't know that for sure. He could have been, though. Yeah, he was. Did sure you see his easy. arms? He was huge. <laughs> Fucking stacked, dude. He had anchor arms. I've seen Ron Blatchley. He's huge. <laughs> he had a tattoo of an anchor on his arms, like Popeye. <laughs> Those were tumors. <laughs> <laughs> he continued intense theological study. And due to the liberal atmosphere of the school, his theology was pushed further left and became a rational dissenter. What is this, this voice? I don't know. Sometimes I do things. I'm not against it. I'm impressed. I'm practicing. It moved. He's talking about his penis. <laughs> <laughs> you think I make all the fucking dick jokes? Everybody comes at me. This guy over here talking about his dick Bill, moved. Bill, nobody comes at you. <laughs> <laughs> or because of me. Uh, What's a clitoris? 
Um, so rational orgasm is a myth. So rational descenders. This this is an important. Um, oh important shit! Tom Singer officer, he's gonna fight. <laughs> <laughs> it, this, it, this is important. This, this is an important bit of 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 Priest's life and, and his beliefs. Who's oh, uh, <laughs> sorry. I was <laughs> it's okay, it's okay. refocusing. Uh, rational nuts over here. He had a finger up his butt. Rational dissenters despised dogma and religious mystics and instead focused on the rational analysis of the natural world and the Bibble. Yeah, and the Bibble, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the Bibble! He also started, uh, he started uh, to dive into some more, um, some more expanded learning, right? Yeah, he, um, he started studying david hartley's observations on man which came out in 1749 right which is a pretty big piece too yeah it's, 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 it's a, a lot of it's big and uh he credited it. credited it as being the book that influenced him the most after the bible right better read that mm-hmm. tom's reading list observations it, of add, man add it to your kindle the Bible and garfield <laughs> <laughs> that's bill's reading list it's garbage yeah. i'm not a smart man Calvin and Hobbes is better than, than oh, Garfield. Yeah, I agree with that. That tiger motherfucker. <clears throat> I like it when he pees on the truck decals. It really gets my goat. I like when I and see And then it. they got truck nuts. Man, those guys are funny. Uh, you get your goat <laughs> is a great phrase. I love it. Um, I'll tell you, they're, they're clever. It's Billy, get your goat. Billy, show him the goat. All right, keep going, guys. Holy shit. So, a little bit on observations of man. It was a psychological... Fi- thriller. Thriller. No, 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 That's Michael Jackson's album. Great album, though. <laughs> it was a... Tongue. So, Observations on Man was a psychological, philosophical, and theological treatise that postulated on a material theory of mind. Right. And it's a philosophy that deals with the mind's relationship to the body. Right, right. And, Jesus and- Christ. <laughs> Sorry, Tom uh, just showed me his sweaty pits, and it looks like the fucking Tom polar is, ice caps. Tom, melting. it's cold here. What are you doing? I'm a sweaty boy. My whole my home is cold. I have a, I hold a cold house. I'm, like I'm wearing a, a full on sweatshirt. I'm, I'm cheap because I'm just I want so to nervous. Keep... I haven't I haven't spoken into a microphone in years. Holy shit! We can never do a live show with this fucking dude. <laughs> oh, Thomas's new nickname is the BFG, Big Fucking Goon. I love it. I, I also it. go by LT Gray. I love it, but uh, but the goal with with the book though, with Observations Man, was it was to create a, a philosophy that was based on on well a combination of religious plus moral facts. Yeah, and that could be, but the main thing was it could be proven through science, right? Correct. And Priestley would seek to prove this goal. His goal was to prove this right uh, for the rest of his life. God science. Yeah, I mean, yeah, anyway, God it's, science. It's, yep. He believed in a combination of. God and science. Yeah, people mm. still do that today, even. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. You see a lot of people, a lot of scientists, mm-hmm. like prominent scientists do that. Like a third of all Dan Brown's novels deal with this. <laughs> Not yeah, that serious. You're right, no, you're like, right. <laughs> everyone, the God particle and shit. Yeah, yeah. Right? People who work like like uh, bishops and shit at the Vatican like have to have like a, a yeah. doctorate in yeah. something. And, like, a lot of them some, are science. Yeah, yeah. I watched Angels and Demons and fell asleep during it. <laughs> 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 uh, during his third year at Daventry, JP committed himself to the ministry, uh, and he he uh, believed it was the noblest of all professions, which means he didn't really have a lot of experience with the oldest of all professions, 
prostitution because that is truly the noblest <laughs> of all professions. Call for a good time. Bill, Bill Bill has a Bill has this thing where like how many times is reference prostitution in this episode in this podcast? Oh no, support sex workers. <laughs> like this is really funny. Should have seen him growing up. Just <laughs> <laughs> out there hunting hunting the streets of Nori, standing on the corner of Ridge and Bulk. <laughs> I'm with my people. <laughs> Leave me alone, mom. <laughs> All right. So this is this is where he, this is part of his life where he has it's basically a big downer for a little yeah. bit, for a couple of years. So he he goes to uh, to Needham Market in uh, 1755 to uh, to the descending parish there, and he I mean he viewed it uh, as a big mistake in his life. We're, we're looking back on it. Big old goof. Big old goof. It was a Needham Market was a small. Like my birth. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Four steps. <laughs> oh, I have different colored eyes. Bill got pulled out of the womb. Actually, I did. Almost. <laughs> they tried, and then that failed, and I was cut out of the belly. Holy shit, really? I was a 72 hour labor. Oh my god. Call him McDuff. Call me McDuff. I will. I was not born of woman. I could have killed Macbeth. Bill. Or, C- or Caesar. Bill touched or me. I, I, liked, I liked it. All right. So. So anyway, so Needham Market to go back. It's a small rural town with the congregation that was very conservative, very traditional. Yeah. And they were not down with someone like Priestley, who was more left leaning. Even yeah. even for even for a descending church. Yeah, yeah. No, he was like super liberal. Yeah. Hanging out outside, smoking a J. <laughs> he rolled fat blunts. I would pay money for a picture of Joseph Priestley with a fat blunt. I would too. I mean, <laughs> but he um. Basically, he what he wanted was he wanted with JPP. He wanted JPP was not down with Needham Market. He wanted a uh, he wanted a an urban lifestyle. He wanted theological debates. He yeah. wanted to smoke the marijuanas if he wanted to if he had it. Smoke them if you got them, guys. Um, Embrace those punts high. Anyway, uh, so he basically wasn't a good fit for them. Like their attendance dropped big time. Their donations dropped big time. Once they found out that he was super left leaning. Yeah. And uh, you, know, you know, he he himself began facing money troubles there. He wasn't able to um, to kind of get the funding he wanted, and he was being supported by his aunt at the time, who basically was like, "If you want to be a priest, I'll support you. I'll pay. I'll pay for everything. And make sure you're you're living." Yeah. And once she found out that he rejected Calvinism, she cut him off the teat. He yeah, didn't get cut those apron strings, motherfucker. He didn't get no money. She actually cut her breast off. <laughs> yeah, she went full. Um, Machete. Sectomy. Machete. From the movies. From Machete. The, Machete. Yeah. Danny Trego. <laughs> there you go. You fucking know, shit up. <laughs> you know, he's the same character as he is in fucking Spy Kids. <laughs> the same character in everything. No, no, no. Is he actually? Canonically, it's the same character. <laughs> Wait, really? Yes. Oh, it's hilarious. I did not know that. Yeah, you fuckers thought I was being a jokester, but I gave you a fucking... You could be doing a really good goof. I gave you the fucking facts. I said the facts. This could be an extended goof. All right, we don't know this for a fact. We have to do some research. We don't. We'll don't, let you. Well, that's interesting thought, Bill. We'll let you know afterwards. Do some research, and we'll get back to you, motherfuckers. Yep. Uh, so I he. I hate myself more. So basically, he. Uh, he he wanted to do some extra money, so he his goal was to open up a, a school. Yeah. Right, and he didn't get to do that there, but because basically the families were like, we're not going to send your kids <laughs> yeah, to, like, to nah, crazy man. ass self, you know. Uh, so what he started what he started doing was he started to give scientific lectures. Um, they were, they were titled, uh, use of the globes. Um, and that was fairly Snickers. successful. 
I don't, I don't, I'm not sure what it actually was. I think, I think it's literally like a. Well, as far globes. as I know, it was about the Harlem Globetrotters. Oh God, in snow globes. But it, it gave him some money, so I wrote in the notes, "Get that guap boy." Get that guap boy. And, that's and, how I read uh, it. And um, yeah, that's basically what it was. So he, he made some money for himself there. So good good job there, bud. Uh, but he then moved to a different town. Yeah, he moved which, to Nantwich. Nantwich in Cheshire. Which, Cheshire. Yeah, Cheshire. Yeah, Cheshire. Like the Cheshire cat. Yep. In sandwiches. In seventeen fifty eight. So that was. So I he's basically he basically spent three years at uh, at Needham Market, and then he moved out. Yeah. Uh, and he found a position from some of his, from his old school buddies at Daventry, which Who I guess you know, is, not what you know. Ha, hey, is, at, but he exactly. also knew things. Yeah, he had best of both worlds there. He was much happier there. I mean, the congregation was was way more relaxed. They, yeah, they were, they were pretty chill. Yeah, they, they didn't really. They're down with a butt plug. They're down with yeah. Maybe not a full butt plug, but it's a just funny because like because like the conservatism of the time was like he basically saying that science is is good. Is like what yeah. the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> like, Science? That's the devil's work, right? They're you like, you added three hundred thirty-three to three hundred thirty-three. You got six six six. Not much has changed. <laughs> nah, people still. Uh, Science isn't real. They, they, Fake news. Yeah, Cli- uh, global climate what's... change isn't happening. Hey, libtards, it's snowing outside. <laughs> when you fucking reject science just to own the libs. <laughs> oh God. Uh, but he was actually able to... Sure are a lot of racists asking for that wall to be built. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I'm sick of crime. Oh, I thought you were going to say you are feeling 22. Oh. Uh, well, that, that too. <laughs> um, why would I? I don't understand. You're a big Taylor Swift fan. That's true. I do love Taylor Swift. If you're listening, I love you. I <laughs> so, love you so I used to be a radio DJ, and I had my own little... My own... Tommy right. Pete in the AM Twitter. Right, right, And right. Uh, I, I started a hashtag, Tom Dates T Swift 2015. I don't remember this. It didn't catch on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I retweeted myself constantly. <laughs> And oh nobody followed me. You can still find it. I, I, it's radio. Oh, fuck, dude. The internet never lies. It's always there. I'm going yeah. to find and link that shit to the fucking page. That's Hold up my Twitter. Oh, man. Um, all right. While you do that, I'm, I'm going to keep, I'm yeah, gonna keep on going through here. Going. So uh, that's amazing, though. So he was able to fulfill one of his dreams to establish his own school, and he did it did so in Natwich. Yeah. And he basically had the freedom to teach whatever he wanted to, yep. as long as he kept getting students. And he taught students natural philosophy while also even providing stuff. And so he even provided scientific instruments for them to use, which was great. Uh, kind of the equivalent of, like, teachers now getting school supplies, except back then this kind of shit could, like, depending on where you are, it could get you killed. Right. You know? uh, and he Burned wrote... the stake as a witch. <laughs> the stake as a witch, right. He, he wrote his, uh, his, uh, his landmark uh, English grammar book. He basically he didn't like the ones that they had available, so he's like, I'm just going to make my own. Right. Because he's an intelligent man. And he published The Rudiments of English Grammar in 1761. And apparently it was super well received and makes, um, in looking back on him, uh, 20th century uh, scholars viewed him as one of the greatest grammarians of his time. Uh, basically, he he described English grammar um, and he kind of moved away from Latin grammar. And that was kind of an innovation at the time. That's uh, huge because it was all Latin based. Yeah, that. yeah. And and to have that English grammar basis, it sets out the whole language. Right. Exactly. Yeah. 
It's it's very here we are today. Just, well, yeah, I mean he helped standardize it. Yeah, you know, much like Merriam-Webster would do later. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, it is exactly the same same concept. Um, so that was that was great, and basically that kind of catapulted him that book. So he was able to get a teaching position at the Warrington Academy in um, 1761. So the brother just, just started punching. Out of nowhere, Bill just goes, he for, my nipple. He goes for he goes for a nipple, a nipple pull, really, to pull it out of a nipple. And then, and then, understandably so, Tom retaliates with it with a blow to the shoulder. And um, yeah, it's got too bad. I'm too tough to feel the pain. You've got shit shoulders. Great hurts. the tears, oh. mainly because I don't like to read violence. So I love being violent. That's what the bull you get the horns, baby. Fuck <laughs> me, you get it. Bang, bang, both barrels, baby. Uh, so oh, sounds like dad. <laughs> <laughs> that was my intent. Remember the time he told you he was so mad he pull your dick through your ass and tie it in a knot? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I'm gonna use that. Because I was mad because I was wrestling and I hated it. <laughs> you were being a little shit, but mm. I also understand. Middle school was a. Dark time, for, dark everyone. time for everyone. <laughs> Have you guys seen Eighth Grade? Great movie. You guys watch it. I don't need to rewatch that part of my life. Have you, are you guys familiar with this movie? No. Oh, it's really good. I it's, actually peaked in eighth grade. It's true. He did. It's been downhill ever since. He had a beautiful crustache. Did. <laughs> I got my braces off. All right. Anyway, total sorry. three pubes. It's a great movie. I'd watch it if you if you, if you, if you get a chance. Um, one stringy chest hair. One let us pick. Still have it. <laughs> it's about the length of a football field now. Uh, okay. <laughs> it's tied so, around his body. So basically, he was offered the position at Warrington in 1761, and he was offered the uh, to be uh, a tutor of modern languages and rhetoric, yeah. which makes sense because he got famous off that book. Right. But he really wanted the the, the more scientific side of things, the modern, the, uh, yeah, the scientific side of things. And in uh, during that time period, he managed to find love. He married Mary Wilkinson of Wrexham. Yep. And basically he described Mary as a kind, intelligent, selfless woman, but also a really good homemaker, which I guess was like the standard back then. Yeah. Uh, and basically he viewed it as she's so loving that she's able to let me do whatever I want intellectually and let me study whatever I want. She was a big proponent of his studies too. Right. And she supported that and she believed in it. And obviously you have to have the same kind of mindset. So like you, so you don't view your own husband as like this crazy liberal heretic, yeah. you know? She helped him burn that midnight oil, if you know what I mean. <laughs> You're talking about the sex, which they could have because they were married, unlike you. You fucking. I am married. Fucking I am. I, I am a married man. I wasn't there. <laughs> there has to be the watching ceremony. <laughs> a wedding and a bedding, honest. Oh God! All right, all right. Uh, just parade the bedding around around town. <laughs> no, they did. The blood on it and everything. Yeah. Yep. All right, so so they had they they did they did have the sexy times. So on on April April seventeenth, very nice. He made sex with his wife. They they had a daughter who they well, named after. Before that, he had sex with her. They they named her Sarah, and uh, at after Priestley's aunt who helped support him. That's nice. And uh, very nice. Um, didn't Mary come from some money? Like I feel like I've heard that before. I feel like she came from a little bit of money. Wilkinson, yeah. yeah. Mm. And her, I think that helped him a little bit in her town of Rectum. <laughs> Rexum, but yes. Um, oh, uh, you can't Rexum. read. You got to forgive him. Typo. That's okay. Um, it's not a typo, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> Some right. goon wrote these notes. Okay. Um, uh, so the uh, the vast majority of his uh, publications at 
at Warrington were historical writings. Yeah. And he basically viewed histories as essential for, for worldly success and also religious religious growth. And he wrote them on science, but also on Christianity. And he tried to reveal the progress of humanity. And also, kind of in a paradoxical view, the loss of just pure Christianity. Pure, he called it primitive, primitive Christianity. Yeah. Which is I, I really really interesting. Because um, I guess he views like the science growing and the the aura of, of a lot of religious texts kind of fading away. But I'm playing footsies there, guys. Nice one. Do you want to be included? I Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like feet. You um, fucking freaks. I'm leaving. Oh, he's doing it. Okay. Bye, Bill. I've been waiting for this. I'm happy now. <laughs> um, so I'm going to keep going while he's gone. You're oh. bad not me on my own podcast, you pieces of shit. <laughs> Just like when I was a kid, he walked out on me every time. <laughs> I needed a brother. <laughs> yeah, well, what you got was me. <laughs> okay. Mom didn't love you, dad didn't love you, and I didn't either. We found you in a garbage can and we tried to kill you and eat you. All right, Pennywise. Holy five. shit, dude. <laughs> So excited for it part two. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Um, Scarsgard, right? What's the guy's name? Bill. Bill's Bill Scarsgard. Right. There's like a shitload of them. Right. Yeah. Two of them, I think. Three. They're taking over Hollywood. Those beautiful Scandinavian fucks. Those fucking eyes. I just want to fuck Pennywise. <laughs> said the whole. That's what the whole internet said. Oh. <laughs> All right, so his his lectures. Pennywise on... and the Babadook are the official gay couple now. Babadook's fantastic, Is great it? movie. Should I watch it? Have you ever seen it? No. I'm, oh, it's I, good. I'm... Get yourself a bottle of lube and just lay back. <laughs> oh, very good. Oh goodness, it's very good. All right, yeah, so you lube yourself up for the fear demon that's gonna fuck you. <laughs> Jonah Hill. Did you fart? Okay, no, no. I I only say because because sorry, audience. No, no. <laughs> Because Tom did a hand motion like he's trying to waft a fart into Bill's face. He was pretending to slap me. Oh, okay. I was like, that's hardcore shit, dude. Like, just like, it's just harming your own nose just to fuck with him. I was like, whoa. We have done that. He did though. that to me last night. <laughs> I asked him to baste in my fart with me. Uh, hell, you did it downstairs. I saw you do it. Well, I just farted. Yeah, okay. But you're basing with it with, with him. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So it's the true side of brotherhood. So let's let's get back down to business. So yeah, back to brass tacks. Yeah. So Priestley's lectures on history they were pre-revolutionary because he argued that the study of history furthered the comprehension of God's natural laws. Right. So he basically viewed science as helping support the uh, yeah, Christianity. Yeah. Another pillar of Christianity. Right. And it was really closely tied to his his optimism uh, in regards to scientific progress and the improvement of humanity. So he viewed those two intertwined that. The more science improved, the better quality of life was. Right. And that's basically God's will. He was very much a humanist. Right. He was very much a humanist. Exactly. Um, Maybe basically believed that like every generation would improve on the previous generation and that study of history allowed this to advance. And uh, I I think that's a pretty cool way of thinking. Uh, It's very modern. Yeah. Very, yeah. Very, very modern. Very, very modern. Pretty logical. Very logical. Yeah. Who would have thought science is good? Yeah. <laughs> That's why he wrote the logical song. Progressing. Progressive insurance is good. Wait. <laughs> yeah, I was like, uh, are, are, they, are they feeding you money on the side there, bud? Hi, I'm to- like, totally not paying. <laughs> like Schweppes. I love you, Flo. <laughs> Marry me, Flo. Uh, I'm so alone and cold at night. 
So he, as part of his his lectures, he developed charts. They were basically just timelines, uh, historical timelines, and they were very um, influential in the 18th century. And also in the like late nineteenth century, uh, early nineteenth century as well. There's copies of copies of them at the Priestley House. Are they? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Basically, the the trustees at Warrington they were really impressed with his lectures that they actually arranged for uh, for him to get a law degree. Yeah. Uh, do- a doctor of law degree in 1764 from the University of Edinburgh, and it's pretty cool. Yeah. Right, like I, I'm right. really good at what I do, so give me that give me that good acknowledgement. Get that guap, son. Get that guap, son. Guap. He, he also promoted, uh, and I think this is pretty cool, a little separate tangent, but he promoted the education of uh, middle-class women as well, which is really unusual for the time. Yeah. But he, he viewed like it as like... Full on left. Right, because he viewed it as like part of bettering humanity. Right. And, Though, I mean, we also have to recognize it's middle-class women, it's not all women. Yeah, middle-class women, yeah. Yep. But but for then, it's it's fairly progressive. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and this is um, kind of a little out... This is definitely outside the scope of, of his time at Warrington, but he, he also wrote... Uh, lectures of, on history and general policy uh, in 1788. So again, yeah. much later. But they were they were so unfortunate they were taught at Brown, Princeton, Yale, and Cambridge for for I think 50 plus years. It's pretty good. Yeah, I mean it, it's it's um, again that's in the context of his historical writing. But someday uh, they'll be talking about this podcast and that. Oh yeah, we'll, we'll we'll influence Harvard definitely. Yeah. Yep. Well, Harvard's not there, but you know what I mean. Yale, the other Harvard. Yeah. Yeah. The other white beat. Yeah. Uh, and while at Warrington, this is more relevant to the timeline, 1767, he wrote a history on electricity. Yeah. Uh, and this was in, uh, um, again, in Warrington, 1767, called The History and Present State of Electricity. It was a, it was a big, meaty boy, 700 pages, fucking big huge. Boy. And uh, it spanned the history of, of electricity from uh, basically, basically the beginning to 1766, and then... He viewed it from the modern lens to the future. So he right. kind of split it into two halves. And he basically got a lot of his research through uh, meeting from different leaders in electricity at the time. Yeah. So he, he met he met with uh, with John Canton, William William Watson, uh, and Ben Franklin, actually, while he was visiting England. Benji his, Franks, our guy. While he was visiting England. And, uh, Benny and JP running the streets. <laughs> Benny and the Joe. Shooting people with electricity. Benny. The basically Jay Z and Beyonce, basically. <laughs> basically. Uh, so he, so he, uh, he actually uh, got a lot of funding for for the book through uh, through joining a royal society. Yeah. And he accepted a fellowship in 1766 from the Royal Society, uh, and um, which that's a society in England, right? That funded different scholars. Right. Right. They, they still exist. Yeah. Yes, they do, and. Through, through that fellowship, he was able to to fund his studies. And basically, he reported a lot of... So again, the first half of it was the history of up, right. to, up to the present. And then he reported uh, some current state and then the future. He actually reports some of his own discoveries uh, on the second half of, of the section, which I thought was really interesting that he would, you know... Like, this is the modern state, and here's what I found. Bam. Yeah. Basically, he found that, like, the conduct- conductivity of charcoal and other substances... Which at the time people viewed uh, people viewed electricity as like they can only conduct through water and right. metal, right? They only viewed it through those two lenses. So basically, he kind of flipped that whole thought and was like, "Here, here's another here's another piece of of conductive equipment, and just charcoal. There you go." Yeah. And 
he also based experiments on uh, on uh, with charged spheres as well and so he's one of the the first proposed uh, electrical force which um followed the inverse square law which is similar to like the newton's law of universal gravitation um don't know too much what that what that means yeah, in terms a of, of outside science a lot of science science words but uh, it helped lay the groundwork for a lot of the modern uses for electricity. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he he that book itself influenced Alessandro Volta, who invented the battery. Uh, it also influenced William Herschel, who discovered infrared radiation, and also uh, Henry uh, Cavendish, who discovered hydrogen. So they all use this text and his findings and his way of thinking to reach those incredible milestones in humanity. And I, that's that's really cool. Yeah, like, I mean, it's yeah. fucking. Yeah, fantastic. Um, so we were just gonna do a, a two parter on this. Just looking at just the amount of stuff we have, I think we're probably gonna break this into a three parter. Three parter. So three, so, three banger, baby. A three banger. It's a full um, Irish. How how did, did you enjoy our your experience here with with us so far on part one, Thomas? Yes. Yes, he did. I was, I was waiting for him to say no. I'm leaving. <laughs> Bill's uh, my ride, though. <laughs> <laughs> I've got the keys, bitch. For some reason, I have my keys. Uh, really? Yeah. Yeah, no. you got like one car, though. Don't leave home without them. Um, can you? Because uh, you keep a beer opener. Do you, do you have a, a town name on you, Bill? I do. You ready for that good good town? I'm ready for that good good town name? Kunkeltown. Kunkeltown. Kunkeltown's a pretty good one. Kunkeltown makes yeah. me think of nuts. I don't know why. Makes me think of vaginas. Hmm. Yeah, both. I, I think oh. it's just like you could, mashing over them. You could put in the name Kunkel for any naughty bit. Yeah, I was with this girl last night. And I just smashed a Kunkel. <laughs> she gave me the old one to Kunkel my shoe. Hey, Bill. <laughs> Bill, uh, can you look at my Kunkel real quick? It looks kind of weird. It's it's a little little uh, yeah, it's inflamed. A <laughs> is that a is that, is that a is that a bad thing or? Is... I, know, I was I was stretching. I was working out the other day. I really strained my Kunkel. <laughs> Could uh, mean anything. It also sounds also vague like a dessert. I, I was at a. <laughs> don't know why. I was at. The I don't know why. Factory <laughs> I don't know why. And I ordered the Kunkel cheesecake. What, what What are your first thoughts on this, Thomas? What, well, the phrase. When I, When I was in the high school, oh boy, and I did the track, we had, had a, coach. a coach named Kunkel. Okay. Hope he's listening. And she, she and she. now I can never get that out of my head. <laughs> well, the, the, the coach the, the naughty dessert? parts. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say the desserts, the cheesecake factory. Um, where is it located? Come it's a uh, township. Oh, it's, it's a township. Okay. In the one eight zero five eight area code, so it's near. Oh yeah! Great noises. ASMR all Throw the way. Throw the phone out of his hand soon. <laughs> like a doctor's out of your hand this morning. Yeah, you bastard. Uh, it's near Jim Thorpe. Is it near Jim Thorpe? Okay. Yeah, a couple miles away. You can visit it. A couple will be in. It's like an yeah. hour and a half away from us right now. What a great yeah. town. Yeah. Jim Thorpe. Yep. We we mentioned that before. It's a, it's quite a place, but it's a cool town. That exists. Uh, you want to give us our good uh good informations? Yeah, you can hit us up at Uncommonwealth Podcast. On Instagram at UncommonwealthP. On Twitter, you can email us at UncommonwealthPodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook, uh, The Uncommonwealth Podcast. You can write a dissenting book and we'll read it. <laughs> yeah, I enjoyed that one. I don't know why. <laughs> like, 
Just the absurdity of it. The absurdity of it. <laughs> Somebody's sitting down writing a whole book. Takes them years. Podcast is probably done by that point. <laughs> Guys, this is amazing. Here, here. I love, I love your episode. I wrote an entire thesis on it. Here you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good stuff. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I think that about does it for the, for the episode, though. Um, do you have any parting words for us, Thomas, for this episode? If you keep screaming in the middle of the night, I will find you. <laughs> And I will ask you to stop. Very politely. <laughs> he won't pull a Liam Neeson and go looking for a black bastard to kill. <laughs> yeah, that, that was, was a, just that was really wild, dude. Um, I was just like, what the fuck? Yeah. Uh, well, uh, on that note, uh, thank you guys for listening. This, is, this has been Honest House. This has been Bill. I'm Tom. <laughs> We've been the Uncommonwealth Podcast. I was an accident. <laughs> thank you. Thank you.